When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Stampy G sees red and Matter does the old one, two. Welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. Good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world. 20 times, 20 times. This is, this is the Manchester United Redcast. My name is David Collins. Thank you for joining us. Eddie's not with us this week. He is about to climb Kilimanjaro for charity. And the only reason I think he's been able to do it and be motivated because someone's told him there's a McDonald's at the summit. So at the moment, he's training and waiting to look forward to his chicken nuggets when he gets up to the top. But with me in the studio, friend of the show, welcome back, Dan Riley. Hello, Dave. Still on cloud nine. Still on cloud nine. Unbelievable. And on cloud nine, with the sun cream on up there in Manchester where the sun always shines in his togs. A journalist, Robert Meakin. How are you feeling this week, Robert? Yeah, very, very good indeed. I've got to say, for all Eddie's excuses of not doing the show, climbing Kilimanjaro's got to be up there. I think that's a pretty good excuse, but even by his standards, normally it's Thailand. Yeah, normally it is Thailand. I mean, I, I, maybe there's a few ladyboys at the top at the McDonald's as well. I don't know. Who knows what his incentives are? Exactly. Five points clear of Liverpool now. What a fantastic result to go to Anfield, the home of the Bin Dippers. The first time we've really turned up there for seven years. And to get a result like that is unbelievable. Dan, how, how, was it with trepidation where you went to watch that game? I, it, it's, always, um, it's always a game which I think is, is never enjoyable whilst you're watching it. I mean, even, a, even when we were winning that game, <clears throat> I was still nervous, you know, as nervous as hell. Um, it was a brilliant, brilliant performance. Um, as you say, turning up for a change because it's, it's so often been that the, I think the, the reason we've failed there is just because the attitude hasn't been right. And for some reason, just the, we've, we've sort of just been not come out of the blocks and let them boss us. It was different. Um, it was the first half. What was incredible was just how it was. They just couldn't get the ball, you know. And there we were, just patiently controlling the game. Mm. Scored a fantastic goal, and, and it, I mean, I think that let's not forget a goal after ten minutes. It it helps when you're away because then you can sort of dictate it yep. a little bit. And I think um, you know it was. We were very good. 
Um, and yeah, the result was just uh, fantastic. Yeah. Robert, um, United complete the double over Liverpool for the, for the only the second time in the last seven seasons, uh, and uh, you know, absolutely incredible. I mean, we were on the podcast, and we've, we're we're also going to talk about the Tottenham game, by the way, which mm. was another fantastic first half performance. But we, last time we had a podcast, and by the way, we are very sorry we weren't here last week. Um, there was a power cut, apparently. I, I think I'm just going to blame Lee on the engineer. He couldn't be bothered to turn up. I don't know, it was something to do. It was something to be personal. His girlfriend, something like that, an itch, a scratch, or don't something, a walt. I don't know. We weren't here, but um, fantastic, fantastic performance uh, against Liverpool, Robert. And I don't think when we spoke on that podcast after the Arsenal game, when we all were down and we couldn't see a way out, let's just say, I mean, the word clicked. I mean, this team has clicked all of a sudden against Tottenham and against Liverpool. What a performance, Robert! Yes, it was. I mean, at Anfield, the dance was so impressive was that first half where they took the game by the scruff of the neck and just looked a superior outfit to Liverpool, plain and simple, which was great to see. And in in recent years, we've underperformed there so regularly. I've missed Manchester United performing well against Liverpool for a long time, you know, because we, particularly at Anfield, because we we haven't uh, stepped up to the plate in recent years. Ironically, when we've often been winning league titles, we haven't played particularly well against our old rivals, Liverpool. So it it was long overdue, that performance. Very well, very accomplished. And as you say, it had the signs of a team just beginning to click, which is rather overdue, but yeah, very welcome all the same. I mean, Gary Neville actually said um, on Sky Sports that it was... um the best performance he's seen United play at Liverpool in his lifetime. Mm. I mean, I think I mean, we won there before, but the, the way, as you said, Dan, we dominated that game. Incredible. Mm. And all I keep seeing in my mind now, every time I watch this team, triangles. And I don't mean the cheese versions. I mean, triangles. And mm. Van Gaal's been talking about this, why, this way, this philosophy, the word that we all hate. And, you know, the way that they've been playing and the way the team... We have, you know, we've got big, big name players. You've got De Maria's, you've got people like that. But it, they're just a small part of a team and they're a small part of a cog. And you can see there's players like Fellaini, Ashley Young, Daly Blind down that left-hand side, Herrera, you know, Valencia on the other side with Mata. And these triangles seem to be working. And, and do you think we're fighting? We've had lots of false dawns, Dan. Do you think it's actually starting to click and we can, we're hoping that we can see the future here? Okay, so let's, if we just roll back to the Arsenal game, which <clears throat> Rob mentioned there, the, um, I think everyone was a little bit devastated after that because I think the, the, the general feeling was that this could be a little bit of a wheels fall off yeah. moment for the season. We, we kind of had the cup run as some, something to keep the momentum. And I, I certainly was worried that Tottenham might come and, and get a result and that the Anfield game could almost be, you know, the nail in the coffin. Mm. Who knows for, for even Van Gaal, you know, yeah. the, 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 the two games ago, people were, were, were starting to sort of show discontent. Um, we lost Di Maria. It's, you know, Di Maria didn't play... In the Tottenham game, and he came on in the, um, uh, the Liverpool game. I, I just feel that there was, it was, with Matter in the team, there was a, just a little bit more of a, a, a shape. Um, this is not to say I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm slating Di Maria, but just I think that maybe the, what was enforced upon Van Gaal bought a shape that worked better mm. than what... A, been tried before and sometimes things happen not because you try them but because they happen by accident and I think we've almost stumbled upon this this formation and this pattern of play Um, 
and yet if it's been a little bit lucky, who cares? Yeah. But I think that the, the that four three three with with that sort of with uh, I mean Herrera for me has just been superb. Mata just excellent. Young just doing you know vital kind of work. And Fellaini, I, I just no longer hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, just be honest, this is a player, you're talking about Mata and Fellaini, that were David Moyes signings. Uh, Fellaini took so much of more grief because he was a Moyes signing coming from Everton. But uh, if any player has turned his career around, it's, a, this, it's that man. I mean, he must be one of the first people on the, on the, you know, the team sheet in the, in the morning. I think also, Robert... Uh, you've mentioned it, Dan, saying that sometimes these these formations and the way we play, it, it, they, they just happen for all different kinds of reasons, other than being you know fought out. And I think uh, I think uh, injuries could have caused this as well. I think it was, I think it's been a blessing that Van Persie got injured because it meant that he, we, uh, we didn't have to carry on playing someone who's not played for us for two seasons. And having Michael Carrick return to our side yes. has meant such a great deal to this team. When you were talking about you know, seeing those the wonderful the, the triangle you know, passing formation, yeah. the Carrick is at the heart of that, isn't he? So it's no coincidence that that is starting to bear fruit with him there. I, I think the four three three. I've always been a fan of that formation, genuinely, because I think it's uh, it gives you real flexibility. It's a formation we actually won the European Cup with mm. in two thousand and eight, and I think it gives you. It allows you not to be outnumbered in the middle of the park at, at crucial times. But when you're in the ascendancy and when you're dominant, it essentially does switch to a 4-4-2. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so it, it's a, I think it's a clever formation to play. And I think it's one that could potentially work when we're playing you know, the top-end teams, you know, if we're hopefully in the Champions League next year as well. So I'm delighted to see that formation, delighted to see one Juan Mata flourish within that as well. Yeah, well, United's form has been impressive statistically. Um, but it's lacked a bit of beauty, hasn't it? And uh, it's definitely got a, now got a bit of a touch of the devil about it. You have to say that. And um, the performance by Mata, incredible first goal, fantastic ball by Herrera. What a touch and what a finish. But Dan, let's just have a chat about that second goal. I mean, that's a weldy, isn't it? That's a Tekka's delight, that one. I, I, loved, I loved his um, his description of it. He... Matter writes this wonderful blog that's that's it's almost like you can't believe this is a professional footballer. Wait, hold on, where are you going, Leon? It's um, the engineer's just got. It, oh, he's going to let. Oh, it's okay. Go on, carry on. Sorry, it's carry um, on. it's uh, it's such a uh, it's such an elegantly written blog, and he he explained it as that sometimes you a ball is played to you, yeah. and the only thing you can do rather than try and take the touch to control it is to actually. Just hit it in the in the extravagant volley way that he did, and it is that kind of old cliche of it will either end up in uh, Rose Ed or nestling beautifully in the corner of the goal. And there's just some wonderful uh, still photos yeah. that people can look at on the internet. And I think it's it's moments like that that immediately elevate a player, no matter what Juan Mata does from now on to the rest of the time he plays his footballing career. Whenever he's in Manchester or around Manchester United fans, that's, that's him. Well, this is Diego Forlan moment, isn't it? <laughs> but, but I think... But better. But I think... You know what I think it's going to do for him? I, I was kind of... I was one of the people that thought maybe it's not happening for him. Mm. But maybe it's just where... And I, you know what I think? He really wanted it to happen, and he has mm. tried, and he has never given up. And 
You know, when a lot of players would have maybe thrown hissy fits and thrown a strop, he's not done none of that. Yeah, well, let's talk about, let's talk about the person that actually played that pass to um, Matter, which I think actually was a miss, miss pass, actually, because it was behind him. Uh, um, but we'll talk about Di Maria. We hear reports that he was, he was in an argument with, um, with LVG after the game because of him running with the ball and it was a lot talked about the shape. Well, obviously, the second half, let's talk about Stampy G first. Oh, what a joke. I mean, gone in 40 seconds. The only one who raised their eyebrows, that was his wife, who's used to him going off in 40 seconds, you know, from what I can see. But, um, you know, that, that just changed the whole game, didn't it? I think everyone was so shocked. I think even the team um, sort of just, just stopped playing the way they were playing. But, um, Rob, I just think about Di Maria. He came on and... I think uh, his old manager at Real Madrid said after he'd left that he tends to run down cul-de-sacs. Uh, sometimes he'll head down and does that. Yeah. And he got into a bit of an argument, apparently, in the dressing room afterwards when LVG was not happy that he was running giving the ball away. And he tends to, he's tended to give the ball away quite regularly. Yeah. By the way, he did pass the ball through to Matter to score and also a lovely exactly. dink ball that. through to Daly Blind for the penalty. Um, mm. But, you know, there's reports coming out today that Obviously, it's international week here at the moment, guys, which means you know, there's games going all the way around the world. And when that happens, you normally find out that some journalist will speak to a player in South America yeah. and stuff will come out and then the player will deny it and say it's lost in translation. But yeah. apparently, he's not been happy for a while and he's, he's told his agent to basically look uh, for, to get a move away from United, which means PSG apparently and Barcelona uh, apparently, two uh, you know two possible outlets for him. Robert, do you do you see a future for this player? Because it's obviously a very difficult transitional period to come from Spain with your family. Yeah. You don't speak the language. I mean, I know you say it's sunny in Manchester all the time, but it's yeah, not as sunny course. as it is in Madrid. And I mean, he's obviously. I, I, let's put it flat. Do you think you're going to see him in a Man United shirt at the start of next season? I think economics will mean he will be. Yeah, so I think we just spent so much money on him. I think they will they will give that time. I think if we're having the same conversation about him next year, he'll be certainly gone. But I can't see him going himself. I'd be very surprised if he went in the summer. I think I think they'll stick with him in the medium term, and then if it's still misfiring next you know, this time next year, then yeah, sure, I could see him leaving. But uh, I think there's still time for Di Maria to uh, click and be a very useful player for us, as frustrating as it is at the moment. Dan, I, he's a really he's a really um... He's a really odd fish, is De Maria, because mm. even when he, he looks like... He looks playing, like a guppy. <laughs> even when he looks like he's having a bad game, when you look at the end of the game and the stats, he's like, he's assisted goals, he's, he's created chances. The, the, the game against Newcastle, when he went off, um, he, he, do you remember he, he passed he passed a wonderful pass for Rooney who scored and was in offside position yeah, yeah. even when he's having an absolute shocker he does more than sort of some players that mm. could have a good game in terms of actually clear cut chances I think there's no way they're going to give up on him I, I think there's, there's this sort of speculation about people being unhappy blah 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 you hear it all the time when things <clears throat> aren't going perfectly there's been the burglary of, they're saying this that, and the other I, I think uh, sanity tells us, <clears throat> as you said, Rob, economics. Yeah. He's not going to leave. I've looked at Barcelona this season. I've looked at Paris Saint-Germain this season. I don't see where they're going to fit him in, to be perfectly honest. They seem to have pretty decent teams as they are. United seem to be um, on, the, on the up again. Touchwood, we're going to get the Champions League. 
I can see him certainly being here next season in a more settled side. We'll, we'll, you know, maybe his role being a bit more defined. I think at the moment they don't quite know whether he should be playing as a winger or as a tucked-in central midfielder. But look, he could very well... We could play the... I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the City home game, he ends up with a couple of assists and a goal because every single yeah. match, even when he's been poor, he has done something. You know, he comes on the other day against Liverpool, plays an awful ball to Rooney when we should have gone 3-0 up, but yeah. played the ball to matter. Yes, it might have been behind him, but he still was there. He then plays the ball to Blind for the penalty, where, which should have been a, a, a 3-1. He, he does stuff because he is a very good player. Yeah. Well, you mentioned um, Rooney then, and you mentioned a penalty. That's actually Rooney, Wayne Rooney's 400th Premier League appearance. And uh, he missed a penalty, which he's done quite regularly, I think. And I think he's got a bit of the Stampy G's about him, isn't it? When it comes to playing against Liverpool, that he, they just can't... I don't know what it is. They just go in themselves. It's just too much for them. Because he didn't play particularly well, did he? Um, but, I mean, Rooney at that access as well, back in the position he should be playing, Rob. I mean, um, yeah. they're talking about possibly Van Persie being available for this, the derby. Um, but uh, I can't see him being. I can't see him playing again. Can you this season? Uh, well, no. I mean, with the, with the system we're playing, and I think it, it would it would be it, it would be unwise. I think to change that current formation. And if you do bring Van Persie back in, then yeah, what well, do you move Fellaini out? Does Fellaini, you know, get get axed, or does does Rooney get shunted to his old to the left hand side, which has happened before? I think both things would be the wrong move. I think it'd be sensible the moment to stick with Rooney as the out-and-out striker and have Van Persie on the bench. I mean, and, and with Fellaini playing behind, there's no point in changing he, that. He always has a shocker, doesn't he, Rob? He always has a shocker at Anfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, just yeah, something yeah, Rooney's as, not... As you, yeah, as you think, alluded to it, Dave, it's just, it's just like it's sort of a mental block. Yeah, the last game yeah. he played, he scored a goal and had a mobile phone chucked at his head. That was, I think that was about... Seven, 2007, I was going to say like that, that was years ago, because... Yeah. Um, I mean, mobile phones are smaller now. Maybe it's, it's a bit safer to score there now, isn't it? Um, Listen, let me just do some housekeeping first before we go on and carry on this conversation. Cause it is actually fantastic being on a podcast and saying we turned over Tottenham. That first half performance, cracking. And then to go, I still can't believe we've gone and done the bin dippers like that. And we, we should have scored more goals, really. Um, we're all over them. And I've heard some Liverpool fans say United wasn't any, weren't that good. Liverpool didn't play very well. I think what you have to remember that we made you look like that. You're the, everyone's saying that you're Brendan Rodgers turned Liverpool's season around. You're playing this certain style of football where we've just gone to Anfield and we've shown you what it's all about. But um, let me just say, we have teamed up with a brilliant hotel tonight, the Wales leading app for booking last-minute hotel rooms to offer you £15, €20 Euros or $25 off your first booking. Choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight or go to hoteltonight.com forward slash now and enter the Manchester United promo code and book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks. Whether a business or pleasure trip or our next away game, you and your mates fancy staying over in a top hotel or weekend. Also, you can sign up and play football pools and get four games absolutely free. Go to bit.ly forward slash United Pools and please follow us on at United Redcast on Twitter. I do 
um, read and enjoy all of your comments. Um, four and a half thousand of you now appreciate it. Living the dream. A little army, Dave. We've got a little army, and it's growing bigger and bigger every day. So just follow us on Twitter at United Redcast. There's also I was looking on the um, uh, the Manchester Evening News website, the sport page, and there's a bit on Manchester United. And it's given you the opportunity to choose who you would keep or sell or loan out at the end of the season if you were in Louis van Gaal's shoes. I've forwarded it onto the Redcast page. Have a look at it. It's quite fun, actually. I actually sold Phil Jones. Um, How much did you get from him, Dave? Well, I, 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 don't get, I didn't get anything from him. I've got a, a, a Eccles cake and a kebab, Seca, I so, so, Sockets banners. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so he was one of the players I said we should let go. Another player, unfortunately, who I've said we should let go, Robert, is... Ramadal Falcao. Apparently today he scored two goals for um, uh, Colombia against the might of Bahrain. Um, uh, Again, he's one of these players that's been talking to local press. um, But I think this is an honest quote. He said, if he can't play games, you know, he might have to find somewhere else to go and play. And you can understand that. But apparently sniffing around on loan deals, apparently, are Liverpool and Chelsea. Uh, One, Robert, can you see him staying beyond next season on a further loan deal or... Is it by by Ramadal? Well, looking now, I think we've got what we've got eight matches. Is that right? Left. Yep. So if he hits a fantastic purple patch, been saying that all season. Scoring throughout all those matches, then he gives us a dilemma, and, he, and there's still a very outside chance they would keep him. But he would need him to suddenly click and, and him to be the player that we thought we were signing in the first place. That needs to happen in the next, well, immediately in the next eight games. If that doesn't happen, I can't see him obviously staying too much money. Yeah, I mean, um, Dan, we've got some big games coming up. We just mentioned it, eight games. I think it's four at home, four away. Um, big game, Chelsea coming up. We've got Aston Villa, we've got Chelsea uh, uh, away, with Man City as well. You know, United have got a very good head-to-head um, performance against these teams. We're, you know, top five head-to-head. United we've, are leading. Well, I mean, we've got more points than Chelsea. Uh, and also, by the way, I know we shouldn't really hark back to David Moyes, bless him, but we've got 11 more points better off under Van Hal than we had a Moyes with regards to these top, yeah. winning, getting points <clears throat> against these top teams. Um, how many games, Dan, do you think we're going to have to win to make sure we're secured? Or do you think we should go for it? Because if we win eight games, we're going to finish in second place. I think, I think it's, it's what's been so, um, so incredible about the league this year is that, as I keep, I, I've harked, harked back to it, but two, two games ago when, when we went out to Arsenal in the yeah. Cup, you kind of start thinking, are we even going to get fourth, you know, fourth, fifth? We win two games and you start to think, and I know this sounds bonkers, but you start to think, could we have a chance of even possibly winning the league? Mm. Probably not. But listen to this. If we beat Villa and City drop points, when we play City in two games' time, we could go ahead of City, which I think would just be an incredible achievement yeah. um, and also show you that actually City have been poor. Yeah, I mean, City, yeah. Have, City have dropped a lot And of it's points. at home. You know, it's at home. Why yeah. shouldn't we beat City yeah. at home? We've beaten Tottenham at home. We've beaten... Um, uh, uh, we drew with Chelsea beat at home. Liverpool. We've beaten Liverpool at home. Um, have, we played, have we played Arsenal at home? No, that's the second from last game of the season. Right, yeah. So we've beaten Arsenal away. As you said, Dave, big games, we seem to yep. be able to um, pull it out. Uh, interestingly, um, just to hark back a little bit to Fellaini, yep. all those big games, he has started. Yep. Um, 
I, I don't quite know what, what it is, but he, he does have something. Well, I think for, uh, Van Gaal has got a real team philosophy. It's not about one player. And if you work and you fit into that kind of cogs and the wheels and the triangles, like we'll keep talking about, then you know it, it can work. Now, we're one point uh, behind Arsenal, Rob, and two behind Manchester City. As Rob mm. said, there's a real chance that you know if we carry on performing like this, we could, we could finish in the lofty heights of, heights of second place. I mean, how, oh, yeah. how, how, how do you feel about the running now? Because, well, you know, eight games left, really. It's all up for grabs now, isn't it? The, 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 the ludicrous optimist in me, maybe it's not so ludicrous, is, is trying to sniff 22 points out of 24, <laughs> that we beat everyone apart from Chelsea and we get a draw at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. And, and that, is not, that is not an appallingly naive thing to suggest when you look at those fixtures. City are certainly beatable, and in the heightened atmosphere of a Manchester derby, that, I think that's a very much a 50-50 match now oh absolutely Rob. yeah absolutely. So we're, we're very winnable Stamford Bridge is not a happy hunting ground for us and I would I'd be, I would be surprised if we could, I'd be very very happy indeed draw the draw there everyone else Everton very beatable at Goodison Park it's and then you look at the others Manchester United against Arsenal penultimate game again You've got to say that we'd be slight favourites. That's you, you, what happened recently in the Cup. You almost wonder now, Dave. I mean, I remember when Chelsea went out that night to Paris Saint-Germain and I was laughing. You also you maybe wonder now whether, oh, yeah, maybe was... if they'd have stayed in yeah. and that game may have, um, you know, our yeah. game down there may have uh, come in closer to their yeah. Champions League. But I think, Dave, I mean, I'm still going to say, let's just get in the top four. Yeah. But yeah. it's been so bonkers this league this season that I just think that there's there'll be there'll be odd games. You know, we we could well beat City and 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 lose to you know and, yeah, and lose Brock. points at a weird game. Absolutely, that's what it's been like. Yeah. Um, let's hear some news and some goss. Um, it's, it's you know. I'll take it as you see it, really. The gossip is a load of rubbish at this point in the season. But here's some news. Uh, Marion Fellaini says that David Moyes was not, um, he was not tough enough with his players to be a success at United. That's a bit of a turnaround, isn't it? It's a player that has been bought by Moyes to come to United is now turning around and saying he wasn't strong enough to deal with all these players. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a strange one because obviously um, Moyes was the the guy who bought Fellaini in. And, uh, you know, Marion Fellaini owes a lot to David Moyes. Um, but I, I, I sort of, I do, I do wonder whether that, that, that the reason the players didn't quite respond to Moyes and it was all, it was always for me the the fundamental problem is that if you are, if you've won a lot of things as a player and then a manager comes in, who's, some titles are, you know, Preston North End playoff win. What a, what a, that's a good The one. players are going to kind of look at him and go, Who are you? Why are you telling me to do this? Yep. Louis van Gaal walks in and this guy has won the lot. Mm. You know, he, he got, you know, just stepped off a World Cup semi final. He immediately gets respect. And I think that it's, a, it's a, an often forgotten thing when you're talking about uh. footballers. They are basically young men who are egotistical and if you walk in there and go look i've won this this and this they'll they will listen to you yeah 
Now, Rob, um, it's official. It's official. It's not the United Redcast Twitter page, but it's actually Manchester United that has the biggest social media following in the UK. 70.41 million followers, Facebook likes and Twitter, and also obviously the most financial, the biggest financial, 433 million. I mean, all joking aside, because these are, you know, what is social media, but it just means even more. So much, it's so important that United do finish in this top four and be able to push on and get back into Europe, doesn't it? We've got new sponsorship deals. You've seen all these yeah. pictures of the kits on the, on leaking out online at Adidas. It's so important that we get into this top four and get back into the championship, Rob. It certainly is. And it's, it's sometimes difficult. Certainly, you know, among you know, Manchester-based Manchester United fans, British-based Manchester United fans, to get a handle on just how big the club is. Yeah, when you, when you do go overseas and you, you go to Africa or Indonesia, you know, Japan, you suddenly people are walking around with Wayne Rooney shirts on. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's an enormous, enormous international yeah. brand. Something to be very proud of because it, no other English club has anything near that still. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool and Arsenal, Chelsea, sure, they all have big overseas fan bases, but nothing like United's. And it does, it does, it really drives home to you when you go abroad and you see it. And, uh, and so, you, so, and so, of course, it's very, very important that, that, that um, Manchester United are in the top. Uh, contest, which is, of course, the Champions League. It's a, it's a huge negative they haven't been in this season. Can, and, it's, and for the brand, again, being cynical about it, the commercial brand needs them to be there as much as the fans you, want the team to do Do you know well. what, as well, Dave? I think what's, uh, what's really important is De Gea. I think, yeah. I, think, I think the top four could be the difference between him staying or going. And, yeah. and over the last week, it's, it's really crystallised for me is that how important he is. Because yeah. as much as, yeah, we could replace him with, you know, Czech or, 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 or whoever, or Valdez, but, I mean, you, wh- whoever comes in is going to be uh. a step down. And if we get in and say to him, look, give us one more year, sign the contract, and let's see what happens then. Do you know if it means doing what we did with Ronaldo and saying that you know we know, we realise you want to go back to Madrid at some point, but come on, you're only yeah. 24. Give it give it a few more years. I think he's really really crucial. Well, he's and, in he's in actually in part of this transfer gossip actually, and it's saying that De Gea has refused United's offer of a new contract at this moment in time. I, I think it's it's if we get in, I think he'll sign. Yeah, I think so too. I think you know he's got plenty of time to go back to Madrid. You know, yes, um, absolutely. And I think it's important that we do finish in the top four. More more transfer gossip. Chris Smalling apparently Arsenal are interested in buying him twelve million pounds at the end of the yeah. season. Rob, um, they did try to get him um, at the at last summer when we they wanted to swap with Vermaelen. Um Can you see us letting Chris Smalling go now, Rob? Well, I know you were talking about Phil Jones earlier. Yeah, I sold him. It's hard to imagine that both of them will go. It's quite possible one of them. And my hunch more and more is actually Smalling shows more signs of settling in the team and maybe being some, even if he's a squad player, being some sort of fixture. I still have more doubts about Phil Jones. So out the two of them, I, I... the moment I could more Jones, Jones, Jones on, the expendable one. Jones on Sunday, Dave, just at times, just sort of... Just so just, clumsy, isn't he? He just looks... I mean, that tackle he looks he Sunday well. league. Yeah, he was, really does look Sunday yeah, league. That was not good at all. Um, another defender... Uh, sorry, go on, Rob. 
I said a friend, he's from, uh, he's from Chorley in Lancashire, and I met some friends from Chorley the other day, basically said he's a great big lump from Chorley. <laughs> well, that, I think that's just... description I've heard. Yeah, that sums him up. Some cooler sum, descriptions. Yeah, I mean, that sums him up. And that tackle was, it was a lump as well. He nearly took a lump of that guy's leg off. Um, yeah. Uh, defender Marquinho from uh, PSG Defenders now, well, there was interest, but apparently he's penned a new contract. There's going to be lots of that going on, by the way, guys. There's going to be lots of people saying they want to come to United and then they suddenly get a new contract. Um, the Di Maria one we were talking about is interesting because I personally said on the Redcast all season that I don't see him long-term at United and it would not surprise me if he wasn't there at the start of the new season. Apparently, as I said earlier, he has instructed his agent, George Mendes, the super agent, um, he used to be a barman, by the way, and that's how he got his first uh, first player. And now, uh, he, now he just wears his pants outside his trousers. I know, exactly. And now, apparently, he's instructed him to find him a new club and possible move to PSG with Cavani, Edison Cavani, coming the other way. Uh, what do you think of that, Dan? Uh, okay, so if, if uh, Di Maria goes, Cavani comes in, um, Cavani's going to play in the, I'm assuming, in the sort of, central attacking role mm. um does Rooney then move to the left and I mean you know Cavani Rooney matter at the moment I you know as I say Dimir is a funny one I, I don't want him to leave because I, I still think there's something there and I, I I just think that actually that it's almost like weirdly weird as this may sound that's not the most important thing I almost think the most important thing is is fixing the um, central defence option. Yeah. Um, and the other, I just think we need to get one other um, midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's been talk of Pogba again. I mean, I, 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 I'm going yeah, to struggle to see that with that Ferguson. That. Um, I, you know, we, we will see. I mean, we know that Van Gaal is very clear about the sort of targets he has. Um, let's, I think also it's going to be, it's probably, Van Gaal's probably thinking he wants to see how this goes till the end of the season and see, you know, what, the, the end of the season is going, to, is going to tell us a lot about certain, certain players and how they react to a run-in and, you know, like, can you do it? Can you pull it off? I think Mata, hopefully, has proven that he is... Yeah. And I think he's, I think he's, you know, Van Hal's kind of maybe thought, yeah, I don't fancy you, but he's maybe going to turn him around. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Um, I hope so, because I, 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 I just think he's a, a great player. little player. Um, uh, LVG is confident of signing Mats Hummels. And, and quickly, before we go on to the Aston Villa game, which is our next home game after the international break, um, quickly, yes or uh, who, who? I'll ask you first, Dan. Di Maria or Gareth Bale at United? Who would you prefer? At the moment, I'd, I'd stick with Di Maria. Rob? I think we have to persevere with our Argentinian friend for the time being because he's, he is a fantastic player. It's just been misfiring. So I think, um, I think, I think we, should, we, should, we should keep the faith with him because I think we could reap rewards. Okay, well, I'd say to any of our Madrid base Manchester United supporters to go out and tell your Real Madrid fans to keep stoning and caning Gareth Bale's car <laughs> so we've got him on the back burner <laughs> so any eggs stones anything you want to throw pies at this man's car 
you're more than welcome to. Uh, we don't condone that at the Redcast, but if you were to do that, we're absolutely happy. Uh, let's go on to this game then after this uh, sort of pathetic international break. I can't even be bothered with it, all of it. Uh, it you know, also because it, it, it can stop the momentum that we've just got. Well, let's with, just with hope there's no injuries. Yeah, though. and that's what we have to worry about as well. Because Carrick, over the world. Because Michael Carrick, this is the one thing now that I'm, I'm, I'm really angers me, and I've, I was reminded earlier this week, is that Carrick is back in the England squad at a time when I thought he's ours. England have snubbed him all this time. He's ours. We, we, he doesn't have to be um, worrying about England. I think he actually got injured playing and he did. last yes, time, didn't he? he? Did. That was the problem. Um, this game against Aston Villa, home, new manager. You know, he's a confident person, isn't he, Sherwood? He's come in. <laughs> he's turned around a bit. Uh, right. He's more confident than you, I think. And then um, he's more confident than Leon is when he goes out dancing. But... Um, just, it's, it's a really important game. Every game, eight games in. It doesn't matter whether we're playing Aston Villa or we're playing against Arsenal. Uh, yeah, it's, not, it's the old cliche. You know, whatever you say about the Premier League, whether you think it's overrated, the, 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 the levels, the, it's concertinaed. And, you know, the teams that are, that are in the bottom half are not as far off the teams yeah. in the top half as they yeah. used to okay, be. Okay, so give me, give me your uh, score prediction for that game. I think we'll win. Yeah, I'm going to go for 2-0. Uh, Bobby, uh, from you, from Manchester, what do you think the final score on that one is going to be? I'm going to go 3-0. As long as we keep playing those triangles, those dairy lees, yeah. I'm going to be happy. Yeah, we, I, I would expect us to carry on the way we are playing. It's going to be tough. I'll go 2-0. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for listening in. It's been a fantastic couple of weeks. We haven't even really mentioned the Spurs game. What a result that was. Uh, just to go on and beat the Dippers at Anfield, uh, that's going to live long in the memory and that scissor kick by the one matter will as well. Uh, thank forever, you. forever known now as Juanfield. Yeah, Juanfield. Yeah. Well, we'd love that, love that. Um, and yeah, so thank you for joining us. Please just keep tweeting us at United Redcast. I'm always listening in. Um, if you have any comments, please do let us know. Um, any, anyone spotting Gareth Bale's car being damaged, a nice photograph, we'll have some of that as well. So it only leaves me now, David Collins, to say thank you, Mr. Dan Riley, for joining us tonight. Good night. And over there, up there, by, the, by mobile phone, it will never catch on. This will never catch on. <laughs> oh, man, outside that statue of the Holy Trinity, polishing Georgie breast balls for us all. Thank you, Mr. Don't my private life like that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I try to operate under the radar. I know you do, but we, you're always on CCTV. <laughs> you're always on CCTV. Thank you, Robert. We'll see you Cheers. soon. Cheers. Come on, United. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>